0: Welcome to episode 6 of the ISO podcast, uh, I'm your host Chuck Duru and on today's episode I was joined by professional dunker, Joel Henry aka the Royal Guard. On today's episode we discuss Joel's early playing days playing at Greg C Academy and Hackney Community College, playing for Surrey United, now known as the Surrey Scorchers in the BBL, playing in the Nike Royal Basketball Festival and being coached by Kyrie Irving, his transition into becoming a professional dunker and the business behind it and much much more. Um, it's a really good episode, um, it's probably the most entertaining one I've done thus far. Um, you know, me and Joe, we've known each other from way before we were even playing basketball, so it was really good to get him on and really talk about his journey, um, especially having played, you know, at the highest level in this country and then become, you know, arguably the greatest dunker we've ever seen to come out of this country. You know, he's competed all the way around the world. Um, so it was great to get an insight into that aspect of, you know, professional basketball, you um, So yeah, I hope you enjoy it, Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcast if you can, five stars will be nice, Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Joey, my guy man, how's it going man? man.
1: good man, been a long time.
0: Been a long time man, been a long time, how you keeping man?
1: I'm good man, just you know, going through this whole Covid-19 thing.
0: Yeah, nah, for real, for real, you know luckily I think there's beginning to, you know, ease the lockdown over the next next few weeks, so soon back to normal, you know? Yeah, that is great news, I just need to get into a gym, man. Yeah, 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 I've seen a lot of people, like, doing, like, home gyms and stuff, but some of the prices on Gumtree and stuff for weights and stuff is ridiculous, man, so I was just like, nah, fuck that, man. <laughs> Prep push-ups and sit-ups will have to do, man.
1: <laughs> foundation, man, that's the foundation.
0: Trust me, trust me. So yeah man, thanks for coming on. Um for those who don't know, you know, me and Joey go back a long time man, even before this basketball, you know, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's leave that for let's, another time. Let's leave that for another time. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Yeah, thanks for coming on again. Um but yeah, I feel like I've been a part of your journey, you know. Um we've obviously we played together at Hackney, um, all day Cuzzy yeah. and that, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, the memories are just flooding back in now, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Well, it seems like a long time ago, man. But you know, like, obviously the Hackney days. I think you both, you and I both agree, like that. That was like pivotal moments in both of our careers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, let's start at the beginning. And um, so, how did you get into basketball? Um. Well, actually, just um, first
1: time. Well, yeah, I I got into basketball when I was like fifteen um probably is when i changed school so what happened was my school that i went to got shut down so i changed to greg city academy and um you know at the time greg city academy was like the best um school for basketball Uh, literally there was uh, those times you know um there was winning everything um winning teams and um they had such a big following each games was the crowds was absolutely packed and it kind of just sparked my um, space jam fantasy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I literally just, yeah, this, from there, just took it on and then started to train really, mm. um, with the team. You know, we had the best point guard in the country from those those times, Helio sampayo
0: Shout Helio, man. Yeah, Legend. The <laughs>
1: yeah, man, there are legends right here, man. I need to know about Legends,
0: video, man. man.
1: Yo. Andre Taylor, you know, these guys, you know, played on England teams. And, um, you know, Kane Reed, you know, a of Devin Van these are the people that I was um, able to start basketball with. You know, these and guys were, you know, competitors just like me at heart. And um, it just led me on to just become a beast, man.
0: <laughs> I remember, like, you know, playing against Greg City at a um, school level. And, like, you know, Greg City were always, they were known for, you know, having, like, the, the tough, the London school, you know what I mean? And everyone always rated them because, obviously, like, you know what i mean they were they were nice like you said man like one of the best schools in the country year on year on year and i think you were part of that golden generation you know what i mean like you said with helio kane andre luke iliandro later on like yeah, a lot a yeah, lot of yeah. ballers man a lot of ballers man and um but yeah um, it was good man
1: because obviously we had you know another legend andrew bailey you know as yep. a coach so if anyone knows about andrew bailey man you gotta do your research man a guy is a legend in this
0: country yeah. Nah, for real. For real, man. For real. And it's it's crazy now. Like when I when you look at like the landscape of, you know, schools basketball, it's it's completely different now. You know, you've you've got it's all academies now, you know, you've got Myers-Cole, Barkin, all these academies and like back then it was literally like regular schools like Greg City were just, you know what I mean, producing mad teams and like the school I feel like the schools competition was a bit more authentic. Like now it's a bit more, you know, you recruit from God knows where in the yeah. country and all that's crap, but it's like Greg City. All the players were from like you know Hornsey, Woodgreen, that sort of area, and everybody just yeah. so happened to went went to that school. You know what I mean? And I think there, I think that's kind of contribute to why there was more of a culture there. Do you see what I'm saying?
1: No, 100. percent I agree with you, man. Mm. Definitely, because uh, as well as you know we was you know teammates on the court and stuff like that, but when we the way we moved off the court was I don't think um, a lot of teams now move like that.
2: we mm. like, we
1: done everything together um any decisions we made to play national league, we wanted to play all together.
0: Yeah. As well. So that's how it went with us anyway. Yeah, no,
1: for sure. And with that we was able to uh you know, because we were so good, we got invited to play in a Boo Williams tournament in Virginia. So mm-hmm. that was another great experience. Um
0: the team. So- I mean for, for for people who don't know, like Boo Williams is um it's an annual tournament. I think Nike sponsor it. Um, it's one of the biggest summer showcases for like junior basketball in America. Like, if you go on their website and see their alumni, you'll see a shitload of NBA players who've played there in it. Like, it's a serious, serious tournament. And obviously, you've you've played in it. You got to play play in Boo Williams, in the uh, the Nike tournament. Yeah. You know,
1: what, was, what was good about that as well is because um, the same time the Boo Williams tournament was happening, um, AI had his camp going on. So when we was, as soon as we got there, like we see and you know big cars, Jeez. Had a big Hummer, came out in his hammer, and we're like everyone's showing AI, AI, AI. I'm like, whoa, what on earth did I just step into? Like, <laughs> 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 literally, man. I'm out here in Virginia, seeing up AI. Um, you know, what, you know what's it's crazy about it there as well. Um, I feel like in terms of systems. Yeah, um, America's is so different because as soon as we went inside of the gym, yeah, funny enough, all we and we hear we see like a two hundred plus kids. They're like from the ages of five, man. I'm telling you, they look so small, mm. and the coaches is going like
2: one, two, three,
1: and in, in unison, all of them are saying, "I believe in myself." <laughs> I believe in myself.
0: <laughs> Yo, like, America's so their
1: chest. <laughs> yeah, America's man.
0: Yeah. Nah, no, that is some American shit, man. You could never get a bunch of English players to do that, man. But <laughs> Nah, no, but you know it's, you know what's funny, yeah, like we joke about that, but it's like them man really do believe in themselves, like, and that's that's that American attitude, you know, that sort of I'm a star, you know what I mean? And yes. I, I believe it translates, you know, you know, when they grow up they end up being, you know every if you if you play when you play in America, you know, you play on against these guys, they all believe they're stars in their own right. And I think that's a mental thing that I think separates them from us because like I said, um in my episode with Kofi, like there's a lot of bummy Americans. Like people have this envision, like America's just full of hoopers. There are a lot of trash, trash players out there. Um mm-hmm. certainly when I was there and I was in I was in North Carolina, that's a basketball state. And mm-hmm. but what, what separates them from us and is their mentality is just different, man. They just wanna be killers. If they ain't got the skill, they've got the heart to make up for it. And for some players that gets them scholarships. You know what I'm saying? Like
2: so true
0: and it's I all agree entirely with that yeah man it's all good you know being able to jump being able to dribble being able to shoot but if you ain't got that dog like that burning fire in your chest man you go out there you mm-hmm. get eaten alive man and it's true man it's, yeah. it's
1: totally I totally agree with you because even when I was playing in the tournament you know at that age so like you know playing against like 15, 14, 15 year olds yeah and the stuff that I saw them do I was like what like, I'm thinking now now I'm old I'm thinking wow back then like they were always doing you no know, windmills and stuff and like the confidence in their game literally translated.
2: Yeah. Like
1: into into those Ws to be honest, because <laughs> they were killers,
2: man, I'm telling you.
0: Yeah, and it's not like you know what I mean? It's not like here where you know you see might see a windmill and a in you know, a layup line and stuff. Like these guys, they're trying to windmill on somebody, you know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> They're trying to make a highlight, you know. <laughs> but,
1: I'm telling you, man.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so um you ended up obviously, you know, you and me ended up playing together at Hackney. Hackney College mm-hmm. under, you know, Coach Andrea. Shout out Andrea. Yeah, shout, out, shout out to Coach Andrea, you know,
1: Norton.
0: Uh so let's let's talk about Hackney. Um what would what do you think was your biggest takeaway from playing at Hackney? Um do you know what
1: one of my biggest takeaways from Hackney, man, it would have to be my confidence, you know? Yeah. Confidence and building balance.
0: Yeah.
1: Foundation of bounce, anyway.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's true. You know, I remember like you and you and Prince, you know, being in the gym doing your your workouts and stuff. You know, me, I was I was shooting in the gym while you while you lot was doing your workouts. You know, that's that's why I never got the bounce. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no. Um, speak on that though. Speak on the you know the confidence and building your confidence at Hackney Yeah. Well, if anyone
1: knows, um, Coach Andrew man, you know, hey, she's a. Uh, Shortest, biggest coach out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, is, is because literally where, where where, I lacked confidence in terms of, like, you know, just making a move on the
2: court mm. or, um, yeah, literally making a move on the court and off the court making moves as
1: well because a lot of the time she would, you know, have the one on one with me and stuff like that, and it always translated on the court, off the court, on the court. That's how she dealt with me all the, t- all the time. And and being in in her system of just absolutely being drilled. Like our regime, remember man, our regime was crazy. Yeah. uh, Crazy. And she even brought external people out um to train with us. You know, so we had morning this morning sessions. And then we got our then we used to do sometimes do the um the hit classes and then we done yoga and then we done our training every day now Mm. at four PM and then after train after training we're still trying to get another another session going, like, you know what
2: I'm trying to say? So like With that this this it is gave me that mentality of being drilled um building my confidence and turn, being a beast you know going
1: at going at players when we got a, play, um, a team in a certain position um during a game it's like now we small blood go at them
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: literally kill or be killed Facts. you know i don't even remember how many times like if we if we won a game and it wasn't um a big enough margin we're out there doing 17s
0: yep Yep. I think I remember one game we, we lost, uh, no, we won, but something happened and then we ended up running after the game. Do <laughs> you know Yeah, no, but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm with you with that. Like, I feel like for me, um, Hackney was the first time I was in an environment um, where everybody on my team could hoop. You know what I mean? I'd come, obviously I was playing at Barnet where we were kind of like five or six, we had five or six ballers and everybody else was kind of, you know what I mean? We didn't have the greatest coach. It was a bit, I could kind of do what I wanted there. Whereas I went to Hackney, you know, I, I step in there, you know, I'm I'm guarding Peter one training session, you know what I mean? I'm guarding Tez, you know what I mean? It's, so it's like I'm guarding or Coral, you know what I mean? So it's like I've gone from, you know, being fairly comfortable in Barnet to going to Hackney and being uncomfortable, you know, just being surrounded by, you know, yourselves, Helio, Peter, um, even even Deji to a degree because obviously he's you know he was still starting out but he was still what nearly seven feet tall you know what I mean and yeah. having to guard a seven footer having to guard you know what I mean, different people and yeah and I think one thing I loved about Andrea is I think Andrea is one of those coaches who will iron out your mistakes like the stuff you do the, the bad habits you have Andrea will iron those bad habits out and I think that's mm-hmm. really credits her like that's that's really what makes her such an elite coach I think. Um, no
1: yeah, I totally agree with you man. Just to, just to catch up on that, I literally I remember like certain times in games where I wasn't necessarily confident enough to shoot the ball. in mm. training, I'll be shooting the shit out of the ball. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? And when it comes to games, I'd be second guessing. And yeah. she literally be like, you know, games could be going on. She'd be kicking me to the sideline, like, why don't you shoot the ball? Yeah, shoot the ball like you know what I'm gonna say I said I don't care if you miss one just shoot the ball and I feel like me going through that process of just like not caring whether it goes in or not but having the utmost confidence that it's gonna go in it helped me to become the, the shooter that I became
0: yeah no and, and you were our shooter you know that's crazy like I remember like towards like mid and through the season onwards on we, we was running plays for you like you know what I mean we'd run that we'd run that play to get you the shot in the corner you know the I forgot what it's called yeah. um, with, the, the, with the two stagger screens with the bigs and then we'd would run you off it to get the shot in the corner. Oh my God. You know what I mean, like memories, man. yeah, like um, but yeah, no, Hackney was a great experience, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's sad seeing. I hate the. I hate to use the word, but the fall off of the academy because it's safe to say we were like the last, you know, elite age group um in that academy, and um, no, no disrespect yeah. to the guys who have gone there afterwards. You know, they've had one or two, you know, good players, but you know what I mean. Like we were essentially ten deep. You know what I mean? The teams before us were winning national titles every year, every year, every year. Like, yeah. to put it in context for people, like, we played Barkin Abbey at home and smashed them by 30 points that year. Like, yeah, I remember smacking the shit out of Barkin Abbey and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, shout out to, you know, Simeon and all them man that were there at the time, but we beat the shit out of you lot, man. <laughs> Went down to you lot's place and did the same thing again, you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, yo, this podcast is lit. Is yeah, man, weird? listen. Listen, <laughs> stats and facts. Word to AJ, man. Stats and facts, man. And uh, we AJ, factually battered them. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> 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 yeah, nah. But it was it was a great year, man. It was a great year. You know, two national titles. Um, it was a great year, man. And I and I really enjoy it. I look back at Hackney and you know, I mean, it's good to see. You know, some guys obviously sad. You know, some guys don't play anymore. But you know, you see guys like Tewo, who you know yeah. Tewo at the time. Let's not let's keep it on hundred. Tewo wasn't good. You know what I mean? I but he worked he worked hard and he's probably one of the best players right now, like, you know, out in Spain, killing hands down. Like and I think that's just a testament to the environment we had at Hackney, you know. It was a it was an environment where you could come there and get better. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? And I think Taywo is a is a is a product of the Hackney culture and the the environment that, you know, Andrea, Sam and even Solomon before, you know, that, that built mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying?
1: It's true, man, because it's like coming at Hackney man. It's like you had to, you had no choice but to get better because you know we was like coming, you know, you know us, man. We was bands.com, yeah,
0: so, facts. <laughs> so
1: it, the way the way you played on court, it, it would translate into the jokes and stuff off the court. Yeah, nah, for real, Literally. man.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, the- so um, you ended up playing at Surrey uh, in the BBL.
1: Oh no but during the time when I was at Hackney, remember? I went I played um, under Mike Speranza.
0: Oh yep, sorry. Um, oh yeah yeah, Uxbridge. Yeah, Uxbridge. Yeah, shouts
1: out to Mike Speranza, man. Yeah. yeah. He was a, he was a big impact on my
0: career as well, man. Yeah, no. I mean he he was, man. I don't have the greatest relationship with him now. Um I don't talk to him. Don't really like him, if I'm being honest. Um but no, at the yeah. time I think he he was he was, you know, you know, he opened up um, Forest Gate for us you know, you me, us. I just had a Bodrin on, you know, a Bodrin was another one, you know, Will Saunders, Aiden. like we had a lot of, we had a nice yeah, little group man. in there, you know, working. And to Every be fair- single day for a summer. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, I remember my, my summer before I went to America, literally, it was like a, almost like a full-time job, you know, getting at 10 o'clock, leave at uh, four, in, four in the afternoon, go for a lunch <laughs> <literally>. break. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. Because it could be a restaurant. Come, come to the Caribbean. You know. Hey, listen. <laughs> Listen, that Caribbean, yeah, a hey, legendary man, <laughs> legendary. But yeah, no. Nah. I wish they had a vegan
1: menu those times, man.
0: Damn. <laughs> hey, man, you know you might have had me on the vegan thing back then, man. You never know, man. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Nah, um. So yeah, you play at Oxbridge. Um, talk to me about that. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. So during the time of uh, me playing at Oxbridge, you know, it was hand in hand at Hackney. and obviously when it came to off season with. Um, college that's when i was allowed to put my full time in oxbridge yeah well, With playing with Mike bronzer and um you know there's a lot of one-on-ones that we i had him and um leon dennis
0: shout out leon we,
1: uh, shout out to leon dennis man um and i really and uh, obviously their social group was like you know Mike brands leon dennis and you know peter i mean pete depp is sure yep you know, so you know, just being around those um, people, man, and having to having conversations, you know, every day with them, you know how you know how to be killers, and you know what it took for them to get where they where they um, got to, especially Pete, man. Your Pete, everyone knows Pistol Pete, man.
0: Hey, listen, light it from anywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, man. So literally, you know, and this literally just being a lone shot. I think I feel like that's what Mike kind of to- told me. Just like stop listening to, oh, who's the best point guard? Who's the best two guard and stuff like that, and just battle and go ahead to head with these guys because that's how you're gonna get better. Not shying away, not going to play, you know, the second man and stuff like that. Go mm. at the best player on the team. Yeah, and that's just something that he told me each and every single day. Yeah, and he always, and he made me believe in myself a lot, um, a lot, a lot of the time. You know, like you're, you're, you're good enough to do it. You're, you're good enough like, to go at him, play D, lock him down. You know what I'm trying to say? And I, obviously, I don't know if you remember, but his defense was 94 50, which is the dimensions of the court. Yep. End to end, so you could only imagine the training regime that we had, because you know, to play end to end to end in in games, you've got to have a certain type of stamina, stamina, man.
0: No, it's true, man, it's true, and and yeah, I, yeah, I agree, man, I agree, I think uh, I think that's that American mentality, you know, obviously Mike's, you know, I think he's from Boston. Oh, yeah, Mike's from Boston, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's that, that's, again, that's that American mentality of, you know, being a killer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, literally, and obviously he's given, given me a lot of insights of how, you know, America is and what's around and stuff like that, and before you know it, actually, I feel like I got my first uh, Between the Legs that summer, being with him.
0: Yeah uh Oxbridge College, I think I was there, you know.
1: No, is that Forest Gate?
0: Oh, Forest Gate, oh, okay, okay.
1: I swear, so K-Captures, K-Therapy was K-Captures, she got that on YouTube somewhere.
0: Yo, I swear, yeah. dad.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. My first ever East Bay, man. Yeah. I remember that day we were doing two lines of, like, medicine balls and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Doing
2: drills and that, and then he was just, like, looked at me and was
0: like, but go through the legs, man. Like, damn. Come on, Joey, just put it through your legs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <was> like <laughs> uh, you know I remember, I remember my mentality at
1: that, that time. There, I literally I looked at him like, "I uh, like, what is this guy talking about? Would you even put it through my legs? Like, <laughs> uh, who, who does that? Like, <laughs> <I> do that. <laughs> Yo, second attempt. The first time it was like close, close. I was like, "Whoa!" He's like, "Yeah, come on, stop being a pussy and fucking put it through your legs." Uh, <laughs> and then before you know it, man, it went down. I never forget that day, man.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, after Uxbridge, um you then end up signing at Surrey United?
1: Yes, I did. Yes, that was my next yes, my next um, venture. Um my first season playing pro.
0: So talk to me about that. Like, um how did that come about and um what was that experience like playing in the BBL?
1: Um, yeah, well how that came about, I think it was a sum of me training with London Lions. So I don't know how they do it now, but back in our days when we was balling, man, we was going north, south, east, west. Whatever yep. it was, we was there. Facts. If we had to bump train to get it to get there we will bump train. <laughs> Literally. Any, like any means
0: necessary, man.
1: Any means necessary, we have to get there. I need to be amongst the best, and I need to, you know, train and get. I need to, I need to sign. I wanted to, I want to play pro. I remember more than anything. So that was a summer where it was me and Warren Francis. Shout out to Warren, man.
0: Shout out Warren, and, man.
1: And like Leon Bennett Harris, man. We was travelling up and down, um, training with London Lions at the time, trying to get signed in the summer. And it wasn't for, it was, so during the time there of me training that couple box, um, there was an agent, there, there was a FIBA agent there. And basically, obviously, I didn't get signed to Lions. I think I played, no, I played one game with Lions where they had, a when Iowa um, State um, was doing a, a European travel.
0: Oh, yeah. The exhibition yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, I remember.
1: Exhibition game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So... We had a there were two games. They had a behind doors game and then they had the the main one. And I played there. And then from that game there, the agent saw me and said, "Hey, you know, if you don't sign here, I've got another gig for you. If you want, I can sorry." So I was like, "Hey, hold oh man, I'm I'm for all for it." Went over to um, I think they had their training session at the time was at uh, Hairfield with um, Wow, I've got the coach's
0: name right now. Oh Jack um Yeah Jack, Majeski. Jack Majeski. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that, that madman man. man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jack. Um, Shout out
1: to Jack though, man, because with his brutal weird behavior, it definitely did make me the man I am today, man, and, and um um helped me um well, maybe because become Rufus, you
2: know,
1: mm. on the court. But yeah, so I went down there anyway and um you know, done well and then ended up signing with him Surrey and so I was up there at Surrey with you know LVC Dusha, Corey Callum you know and a, a couple of other names that play that play ball and um, yeah that that first season man that was a lot man mm. playing pro man it was like I was like wow I actually made it to play BBL because something that I kind of wanted to do later on in my life I didn't really because I kind of started basketball late you know 15 really starting basketball I didn't really know much um i was you know i wanted to at the time when i sorry going back as well at the time when i was playing um at greg city i wasn't allowed to play um national league
0: how comes was that a rule by uh bailey or was that a personal
1: thing no man that was was because i was a little bit of a bad boy man so i had a little curfew that i had (laughs) to be honest
2: oh yeah yeah (coughs) Yeah, so I couldn't have to be a home at a certain time.
1: So um, I wasn't able to train and play with them, but I was able to train with them. So I was, I was training with White Heat okay. the whole time. Yep. So I knew, you know, Richard Ferguson and the whole me, man, Ben Smartman.
0: Ben Smartman. I remember we we're going to one of his training sessions and it was a good session, But he, but he doesn't let you drink water. <laughs> Yo, I remember, who took me, I think it was Waka, Waka took me to a session, Um, and then I think Ryan Martin was there, this was like summer session, Ryan, Illy, you might have been there as well, I think you were there as well, Um, all you lot, and then we're going hard, going hard, and I'm thinking like, coach, can can I get some water? He's like, what? He's like, no, I was like, you drink at the end of the session, I'm thinking, really? But yeah, no, I'll never forget that training session, man. That that was tough, man, and
1: yeah, man. That training session was crazy, man. Like, yeah, like, water, you know. Yeah. Like, if, I remember he's like, "Yo, if everyone, let me make an announcement. Everyone, come here now. Everyone, running <laughs> in. If you want water, lick your lips." <laughs>
0: Literally. Yo, it was, was that like, real, yeah. man. <laughs> no, nah, it was that it's real, like, man. man. Yo, it was sick.
1: Learn to do
0: without. Yeah.
1: That was his motto.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's real, man. I mean, I don't think you could do that now. I think the child safeguarding laws would probably, you know, kick his ass. But, you know what I mean? It was it was a good session and just, it was just a shock to the system, I think, not being able to drink water, you know, in a two, was it two, two and a half hour session? like Literally, but, mm.
1: going hard with absolute beasts. You know, we had Ryan, you know, Ryan Martin, Teddy, Griffin Illy, Helio, you know Andres, the Canes, like yo, these guys could ball, man, and, and it was up and down to your neck every single possession. Yeah, you know Shazad was playing, you know Daryl. We we're playing with the olders as well. Yeah, perfume. You know what's it? Uh, all them Casco Lee Cascos over there. Yo, these men could hoot, bro.
0: Yeah, nah, I mean, for real.
1: No matter what your ages, you know he's saying you better go at the olders. You better go at them. So
2: we had
0: no option, man, but
1: to get better because that was my environment at
0: growing up in basketball. Yeah, and I... no age thing. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah, so no, then... I, I agree, man. And it's like, obviously, I don't, I'm not really in touch with what's going on in terms of like how the the younger's are. But back to what you said about you know playing, you know, training all around London. Like I remember, like myself, like going, you know, after after college or after school, going to the Regal, you know, the Jordan Court in Vauxhall, Wednesdays going to Brixton and playing at Brixton, (laughs) you know, sometimes training with um, Jabbar and and Jimmy, rest in peace, um, and then scrimmaging for two hours, like, you know what I'm saying, or going to, you know, West, going to Uxbridge to scrimmage there, like, getting the train, like, you know what I mean, like, we were really just like, traveling man like, and it's, and I, I always talk to Prince about this like the way we used to travel like when we were young I could not think of doing that now man I mean fortunately now you know we drive and stuff but yeah. you're crazy you tell me there's a run in Vauxhall absolutely not I ain't going there man that's long <laughs> but like when you're young you know it's, it's yeah like we laugh but it's like you know when we were young ball is life you know I mean ball was life and I think the kids now I hate to sound like the old you know the old grumpy one you know oh the kids have it easy I mean I won't say they have it easy I think they have it easier and i think it's different now but but yeah man good times man good times
1: yeah definitely man good times man so that's what brought me to up um, to, to sorry man mm. you know i haven't gone through that whole process and then playing pro at sorry and then um i think i ended that season as well with um the top two shoot, shooters from from the three-point line yeah, I think I think I was I was just I think I was like just under Tintin, Yo, Tintin, and Tintin, you know, Tintin, Tintin. Tintin, what legend? I should, yeah, yeah, legend, le- man.
0: That guy can shoot the ball. Yeah, no, Tintin. He's a he was a baller, man. I played against him a few times in uh, towards the latter stage of his, of his career. Even even then, he was still still like you know pretty good. Um, you know, six eight two three two slash three, you know, six. wing player like. You know, what yep. I mean, like Ooh. athletic. You know, almost okay. like a white, a white Kevin Durant in in okay. England. You know what yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Now he was a baller, man. He was a he was a baller. So yeah. So fast forward, you end up playing in a, a tournament run by Nike, which ends up being quite big for your career. Um Speak on that. Yeah. Uh, wow, man.
1: The track are really taking me back,
0: man. So <laughs> we're here for man. Listen, people want to know the 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 stories, man. You know what I mean. Uh,
1: yeah, so I think so after finishing that season at Surrey, um, yeah, that same summer I played in that tournament. I think it was called Search for the Baddest, Nike that, that Nike put on. Mm-hmm. It was in a secret location somewhere. It was like do you remember do you remember it? It was like a it was like a sort of like car parky looking atmosphere. Yeah. And it went round and I think it was I remember it was very, very, very dusty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the ball was getting dusty and it was hard to play, man, but I went to win. Yeah, but you know it was really good when they had like an open bar as well. Obviously, I never touched nothing because you know athletes. But um, (laughs) yeah, that (laughs) that tournament was crazy. Um, I feel there was a lot of people that played in it. Um, We didn't exactly win. I mean, we came second um, against a team that we shouldn't have come second to. But um, that was the first. That was my first experience playing with A. J. Roberts, man.
0: Shout out, A. J. Man.
1: Yeah. Shouts out to A-Day, man. It was me, AJ, LVC, and Lamar, in fact. Yeah, and Lamar Roberts. Um, and that was our, our team. Um, we ended up losing in the finals. But, you know, I showed out. And then after that, we had a um, dunk contest. And during those times, because I obviously prior to this, I've had like a, sh- a dunk contest pro uh, showcase with um, Marmo. At the Regal before, because as well as you, I used to go down to the Regal as well. Yep. Um, You know, LS, LBA, Um, and um, I think that's when I met uh, Andrew Wilding and saw Leon Dunk for the first. Not Leon. What's his name? Ah,
0: Bernard. Yeah, Leon Bernard. Oh, Leon Bernard. OG. Yeah. OG Dunker. (laughs)
1: That
0: guy is the real OG. The real OG man
1: i done everything and anything from anywhere. Um, but yeah, so so I had that's, that was my first kind of experience being in contests. But I always remember, I, I you know, I loved dunking, trying to dunk anyway at the time. Cause I thought I could dunk really good then, but it wasn't really good to obviously compare to now. But um, And then I think that, and that's when Normal told me, like, yo, your Nike's doing a, there's a dunk contest in it. You want me to put your name out, put your name down? I'm like, yo, like, cool. I'm like, who am I going up against? He's like, oh, well, the best we got to offer right now. I'm like, Ooh. Obviously, who's that right there? And that, it, um, that was um, the homie flipping um, night, no, Benji Lawman.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Man. Shout out, Benji, man. Lorman. Yo,
1: that guy was a problem. He lives, eats, sleeps basketball, man. Yeah. And that guy has bounce so at the time yeah he was the best thing that we had in the country so i'm like raw, like benji like you know i'm seeing him i feel like that's when i saw him like you know dunk on um tail do you
0: remember oh I, 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 yeah yeah i saw it in um <laughs> i saw it on uh hoops Fix. No, no 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 this was Midnight madness the boot camp was yeah, it was a yeah, boot yeah. camp yeah yeah i remember i remember he caught um tail Ogdengbe. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah he wow. caught him yeah, yeah i remember that i remember that i was there actually what am i talking about Disgusting. yeah i forgot about that man yeah yeah he got him <laughs> yes <laughs> Taylor got it tail <laughs> got, got him bro, and he had his england top on his well. when we had his, he was going
2: through his england shit. So, um, Taylor was nice he, he, no, his name was ringing yeah no
0: nah, it was still
1: he just took hold me baseline caught it about two feet <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was sick. So, obviously, so Norm was telling me I'm going up against him. I'm like, yo, Benji? Like, what kind of setup thing is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, so obviously, um, after the tournament, you know, obviously, they in a the dunk contest. I mean, there's a few other guys as well. I think, like, a guy called Shaq as well was in it. You know, everyone had, kind of had, like, nice bouts and stuff like that. But it came to the finals, man. It was me against Benji. Whew. That was, that was, I can remember just talking about it now, man. This puts me back into that feeling of, you know, just the rushing, like, yo, I'm actually in the finals right now. Benji, man, there's actually a possibility right now I actually could beat him. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, we've got Nikes everywhere, you know, it was branded out, who hoops, has hoops, hoops, gone on deck,
0: had the big cameras there. I'm like, yeah, this, is, this is something I'm not really used to. Hey, and you know, um, you know you, you love the spotlight, man. You love that <laughs> spotlight. I know you, man you said yeah <laughs> I, I i'm i'm gonna go in my bag <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i mean man. i know you like, bad But
1: obviously this, that's how, that's, how, that's, how, that's how i'd like kind of take things I just, I just literally just like look at my whole surroundings and look what's going on right now mm. and I, every every single dunk dunk contest I, I i enter that's what kind of put myself in like this is my law this is my chance to do something that i haven't done before and this is my chance where everyone can see me kind of win is The time where I can just like I can achieve something that's that's just like that. My kind of thought process sometimes, yeah. Sometimes anyway, and um, yo, man, it went down. I remember, yo, um, what about, Oh, wait, hold on, I swear it wasn't Simon there. I think, yo, shouts at the Simon, um, Pachowski, that's my manager, and Duncan is CEO, as well. Um, he brought me down there as well to um, the dunk contest. Um, you know, that's his thing. And he was there on deck, seeing me go down. I think I had a quick conversation with him um, because I think uh, before that story, I had I'd, I had done a dunk. I think one or two dunk contests um, at the BBL finals. Right. Yeah, at Wembley and O2, Gremlin. um. So I think I had like I was like, yo, I don't know what to do. Like this, Benji's gonna be putting out something crazy, and he was at the time, yo, go to your that your my best dunk at the time was in a windmill from behind the backwood
0: just a yeah. just a light windmill you know from behind the backwood
1: <laughs> no man, but, what, what, but the, the problem with that was the floor was slippery mm. and i had no room there was enough there was enough room from behind the backboard to give myself like a bounce and a run-up yeah so i'm thinking of something else to do and i was like you know what you know fuck it man i'm just gonna attempt it in it no dribble just one step boom innit. So boy, that's what it was, man. Everybody, the crowd was going crazy. I remember man, like, you know, everyone was around and I was like, you know what, fuck it. Went up, crushed it, man. Won that bitch.
0: Yeah, no, um, that's that's mad.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, after that man, it was it was, it was that was a really dope experience, man. And I, I feel like and then after that the whole event finished or whatever, pictures, whatever. And um yeah, you can see that footage of obviously from that um dunk contest on Hoot's fix. They made a little mixtape for me. Um, mm, yeah. uh, shouts out to Sam Net- Nia, man. Um And when I was walking out the building, um, a lady from Nike was uh, running me down. She's like, wait, 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 wait don't leave, don't leave. Um, what are you doing on this, this, this date? I'm like, uh, nothing. And she's like, well, have you got your passport and stuff like that? I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. Please, um, let me, de- uh, me know your details and stuff like that. Boom, boom. Because I might have something good for you. I'm like, oh, okay then. And fair enough, in mind, I haven't got a clue about nothing. Literally just went down to this tournament in London and then I'm getting chased down by uh, someone from Nike talking about this. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so later on, I think like, you know, days after, a uh, couple of days or a week later, I got a message from one of my friends. Yep, saying um, yo, bro, no, no, no. Before then, I had to, so I had to, I think I had to send some details over to her, um, because she said she got something, but she wouldn't like necessarily tell me. They just wanted to see if I could travel or not.
0: So it was like a surprise kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it was a surprise. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I had to go and pass some details off, and then they like a week later, one of my homies messaged me. He's like, bro, yo, yo, are is that you in a cartoon on Twitter? I'm like, what are you talking about? Check my phone now and I see a little promo video saying, yeah, starring a Royal Guard from London. Boom, boom, boom. They had like some cartoon um, cutout of me talking about I'm going to Barcelona to play in the World Basketball Festival and the team carry Kyrie Irving picked me as starting point guard i'm like what
0: so what they didn't even tell you you just found out basically no that's how i found out <laughs> that's mad i didn't
1: mad. know it was that big of a to- i didn't know it was some big tournament some madness and stuff like that i remember i even spoke to like even normal was saying that I was surprised. Just, you know like, normal man he knows a lot man. Like, he doesn't really say much nah, man. <laughs> it's like he wanted me to have that you know authentic reaction to it yeah But, um, yeah, I look on Twitter and I see, you know, everyone's blowing up about me now going out. I got picked, the only one from the UK, to play in the Nike World Basketball Festival.
2: Yeah.
1: And so what they did was they picked, like, the top, that were people from each country to make a team. So it was Team Kyrie vs Team AD, Anthony Davis. So they flew me out. and That experience was crazy, man. They flew me out to Barcelona, man. Um, before, as soon as I landed off the plane, man, they had my, my you know, big Nike team rounders, paps everywhere, you know, um, video of me coming off the Royal Guard, Joel Henry, oh boom, boom, boom interview straight away. As, you know, they, they um, as, as in the car, this, they might seem up straight away and they obviously
0: recorded everything. That is mad. Um, literally, bro. You see with oh, Nike, man, like, wow. when when Nike put the bag in something, they put the bag you know what I mean? Like that's one thing about them. Like if they're behind something, you know they're gonna really, you know, treat you like a proper, proper star man, like a proper professional man. So
1: <laughs> yeah, man, and that's what it was. Like literally, I was like, wow, I, I did not expect this. Right now, I'm in Barcelona, talking and doing this stuff. Like you know, obviously I had the private, big, you know, the black Mercedes uh, cars out there. And, you know, I had the videographer twenty four seven. And vlogging conversations, everything with us. Mm. And um, you know, they drove us down to the W hotel, bro.
0: Jesus. The W in <laughs> Barcelona. Hey, listen, I've been yeah. there, yeah. That hotel's fucking nice man. They got the <laughs> yeah, they got the you know, they got the bar at the roof the rooftop. Um yeah, rooftop. Yo, that hotel's nice man. cool in the back
1: the private beach right there. you can go out to the private beach, nude beach, yeah, <laughs> <It's laughs> <being cool. laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey. It was it was it was epic though, cause
1: um, so everyone else like you, so we had like people like my homie like Brian Butler from Germany. Um, so we're we're training in Barcelona Stadium right now. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. You know, you got Kyrie, you got AD around, and, and that was the same time where, yeah. So You say yeah. the whole team was out there. So yeah, yeah. KD, everyone was out there. Steph Curry, everyone was out there. So we got to see them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. All day long, and then um, obviously, and then obviously I had the big games in Barcelona, just by the, just by the coast. Yo, I was starting point guard, man. Like Kyrie's alright, that like, plays with me and all that shit. <laughs> I was, That's another experience.
0: <laughs> what was what was Kyrie yeah. like as a as a coach? Like what was he like to play for?
1: It was fun, man. That's one of the, the, the first thing, man. He was fun, man. Really, really fun, like. Yeah. He obviously wanted to win. Like Bam bear I got you know met my my homie AD, we ate. He's like, yo, we ain't
2: losing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when we're training and playing around and stuff, you realize who's the killers and who and who's going to put the board in. And he's like, yeah, man, I picked you for a reason, man. You know, giving me those that those kind of talks. Yeah. So when it came to crunch time, because we was down, like if you look at the footage, as though we was down at a certain point.
0: This is this in so, the final.
1: Yeah. So this is the so this is one big exhibition exhibition game. Right. Against Team ABD. Sorry. Um, oh i see i got it yeah so one big exhibition game um team Kyrie vs team kd and um, where it was packed we had common you know was there watching us um what's his name oh, oh fucking legend um charles Barkley was there <laughs> you know what i'm gonna say like it was dumb the whole of usa team was there as well watching Normal Minak Madness. Your Matthew Bryan. Everyone was down there, man, because they had a game as well. Justin Robertson. Um. Yeah. So they had. A th- I think they they played against Team USA.
2: Not right.
1: That's like, about like, the street team. Right. So um, you know, everyone was out there, and then um came crunch time. right in that plays for me, man, and it was literally just goal time. And uh, yeah, and we ended up winning, man. So so basically, we was down like a couple seconds, yeah, and. It was an inbound play. Kyrie uh, made up a play, uh, so I got a mismatch. I'm um, there. Obviously, the rest is history, man. Like, we won the game anyway, man. The tip to the Jordan Lowry, and um, yeah, we won the game, man, and that was it. Yeah. Really, and we had a big party. You know, we had models everywhere. Hey, um, hey, hey. <laughs> Barcelona football team, a couple of them were staying in the, the hotels also. They was there, and the, the, they was there too um and it
0: was like it was epic man oh that that sounds sick man like i remember you telling me about it um when you came back man like it sounds (laughs) sick man it sounds so sick but yeah let's um let's uh, talk about your career then as a you know the transition you made into becoming a essentially a professional dunker um at what moment do you feel like you know being a dunker was going to be your career like
1: I think, so after that summer finish, I went to go and... Um, I think I tried to, like, I was... You know, I was rubbish with a certain couple other teams in the BBL I wanted to play. But it just didn't sit well with me, like. Yeah. The money and the time did not sit well with me. So, and at the time, I still... Oh, you know, I had a, a a relationship with Dunk Elite. And, you know, he was just like, yeah, we maybe go to Avenue where we can do this and do that, really. Just keep trying and stuff like that. So that's when, obviously, when I was in school, I used to watch, like, you know, Golden Child, Kevin Kemp, and all, like, the Team Flight Brothers and stuff like that. So I kind of knew what Duncan was, but I didn't know, like, this is something that I could necessarily do. But he's, like, you know, telling me, like, you can do this, you can do that. And a couple of conversations that I had with Namo, because um worked, um, they both, Simon and Namo worked with each other before before I was even about. So he was kind of telling me, like, yo, like, Duncan eat things quite, it's a good it's a good look type of thing you never know what could come of it they had a vision and I was like cool so I kind of was like working on some of my stuff but I just had I didn't I didn't know how to work I was just like doing a contest so every BBL finals if it's player finals league finals I would I would be involved in it and that's all I knew in terms of doing dunk contests yeah um and then it wasn't for and then because I was like kind of just doing them I was like and then I was kind of getting recognition like oh yeah like that," you know you Duncan and Duncan, you know, representing our country because basically in the V-Bell finals, what will happen was time will bring like one person from Dunkley or two couple people who's from like Ukraine, smooth or Lipet from Poland. Mm. You know, these guys were absolutely annihilate in the game. Um, then because there was no more team flight brothers, we didn't see none of that. There's only like Gee. It, it wasn't actually a team, so those guys had it, um, had the game in the chokehold. So obviously, as like, I'm in the contest representing GB. I'm like, wow, this is this is dope. I always I uh, wonder how far this can kind of go. And it wasn't until I had my first overseas contest in um, Oslo. Um, I had I had that and I won it. And um, obviously, one of the sponsors were K1X. Um, so because, and then, so yeah, so it was K1X and, um, I came back told Simon, obviously I won and stuff and he was like, oh, this is dope. So he kind of just invested more time into me mm. I was training and doing photo shoots or whatever. And then, um, yeah. I just had more contests more, I was doing, I, you know, I would get like a message from like a, a, a company or you know, it's in Romania or someone. Tell me about it, and I would just end up going. I just found myself having some, having a somewhat of just doing dunk contests.
2: I was like, "Rah."
0: So let's um, let's talk about like your journey then. Um, you know, just for for the listeners, like name some of you know some of the places you know this this dunking career has, has taken you and um, some of the highlights. Um, wow, you
1: know, it, it's taken me from places from uh, like Doha You know, I've been to Doha I've been to India. Um. You know, Switzerland, um, I've been to so many places, man. Romania, um, all over France. Um, yeah, man, like, I, I, I get, the list goes on. I've been to quite a few places. Croatia, you know, I've been to a lot of places with Duncan, man. So um, a couple of these places, because um, I'm a professional dunker now, so when it comes to um, FIBA 3x3, um, I'll be I, I I'll be um, participating in the dunk finals. So if you follow FIBA Freaks Free, you see the locations that they go to. Those mm. are the places I've kind of just
2: been to. Yeah. And um,
1: Doha and Qatar was one of the places that I went with to to dunk in um, their contest. And um, you know, obviously, again, that's a big Nike sponsored um, tournament. Yeah. That's obviously now in the Olympics. Thank God. Um. And um yeah, man, it's just, it's the same experience, man. Like what I kind of had with um Search for the Baddest. Yeah. It's in the utmost, you know, the the hospitality is 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 up there, you know, um, making sure the conditions is perfect for you know dunking and stuff like that.
2: You yeah. Have a lot
1: of fame, you know, a lot of pictures, you know, people, a lot of people know your name and stuff like that, man.
0: No, that's that's sick. Like, in terms of oh. like the in terms of like the business side of it, then how does it work? Because Obviously, you're always, you go out and do competitions. Um, do you get do you get paid a fee, or is it just based on where you finish? Like, how does it work?
1: Um, no. So what it is, you would get paid a fee, like a parents' fees. Right. And then wherever you place is how much more you would get.
0: Ah, I see. I see. And then on Absolutely. top of that, they'll cover like all your expenses and stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: and obviously, flight expensive. All of that is all covered. Food, everything, covered.
0: Right, right,
1: right. All of that. Yeah, tra- transport from airport to hotel, all covered, man. And, you know, Fever, Fever stuff, man, is always the best of the best, man. So yeah. you'll be staying in some fancy hotels and stuff like that, man. Yeah, nice. Famous people also, you know, coming around. They always have, like, you know, special guests or stuff like that. Yeah. Even the talk, the spokesman um, for FIBA, he was um, a spokesman for the NBA. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's, it's up there, man. It's dope, man. I would, I would recommend it. I'm, i like the, I'm like the, I'm always the only one from the UK. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of light being shed on me. Yeah, and
2: yeah, yeah. They're
1: like, oh, he's from the, he's from London, from London. No one, I, I, oh yeah, I've been to like China. Mm. You know, obviously, that was my first time winning my first um, fever dunk contest. Because a lot mm. of the time I've come second, 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 third, 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 second, 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 which is very, very annoying.
2: Mm.
1: So I was thankful enough. Um, before this whole COVID-19 happened, uh, my last FIBA contest that I won it, and that was in China. And, you know, being black as
0: well, <laughs> over there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Really, it? Yo, bro, you get a lot of love. Really yeah. Like that. Do you have a lot of people, like, trying to grab your hair and stuff?
1: <laughs> yep, bro, bro. One of the... One of the... <laughs> yeah, you had that, but obviously security good but oh okay go okay city and stuff like that you do get like a lot of looks but yeah. not necessarily like a uh, you're a nigger it's just like oh yeah. they're
0: amazed yeah yeah it's not it's more like it's not from a place of malice you know what i mean it's it's yeah, more just yeah, yeah. you know it's rare to see you know black people in that part of the world in it and i think yeah. i think as you grow up you kind of realize you know it's not it's annoying probably when you were younger you know like oh like let me touch your hair, like, you know what I mean? But it's not, like I said, it's not from a place of malice, man. It's just, they're just not used to it. Fascin- fanti-
1: yeah, they're fascinated. Yeah, they're fascinated. They're That's the
0: word, them. man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, literally, man. But you do get a lot of love, you know, I'm walking down the streets. And, you, you know, a lot of, and then you're just getting pictures taken taken of you. There are a lot of people want to take pictures of you.
2: Yeah. And
1: obviously, a lot. Obviously, what I'm wearing, I am wearing, like, the fever gear and stuff like that. So it just goes hand in hand in terms of why they taking pictures <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but
0: you're a star there, man. Like, you know, it's no different to any other, like, you know, star going out there and, you know what I mean, at, performing and people obviously who are, and you know, China's basketball culture is massive. It's probably second to America. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's no surprise, to be honest. Um, yeah,
1: even like one of the, one of the um, guys I went up against, yo, he had like fake um, dread extensions in his hair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> i have never seen this shit in my life homie had
0: invention oh. dreads no nah, like yeah. <laughs> nah, they love they love they love black culture there though man like i remember at uni like there was a lot of like chinese um people at my university and they had their own like break dancing club you know they had their own basketball league like they they love the jordans like they have they, they really do have an infatuation with black culture out there and, and i think it's great because you know one thing with uh, with Chinese with the Chinese is they're big spenders. You know what I mean? They uh, they're big money spenders, man. And um, but yeah, man. Um, just to touch on so in terms of like your regime and your training, you know, um, obviously you and me know each other, and we've spoken about you know your switch to go plant based. Speak yeah. on that, and um, how do you feel like it's impacted your performance? Um, well, yeah, I think I, t- I turned
1: vegan like five like five years ago. Mm and what kind of made me want to make the transition was just you know just thinking outside of the box because i'm so i'm a, I'm a person that don't necessarily want to be in the system as such i don't yeah. want to be another statistic mm-hmm. i want to be the guy that can jot down and, and look at the statistics and you know i'm gonna say i'm not i don't really want to go with the crowd i want to make my own lane yeah and um, okay. me just thinking nutritionally, like, why do we? Do- I'm always, you know, I always ask questions, like, why do we eat this? Why do we do that? And it's like when I find out doing research, finding out we don't necessarily have to eat meat, and understanding the reasons why we actually eat meat, it was just a thing where, like, yeah, I'm just going to stop that then because that's not that's detrimental to my health, and I want to have uh, a career, um, for you know, you know, for the long run. You know, just understanding. You know, and you know what? You know what's crazy though. When I went to the Boo Williams tournament, something always stuck with me. What was that? We was having, we was we was having a. When we was having breakfast at the hotel, there was like the army. One army guy was there, um, and he was like, "We was having like cereal and stuff like that. Just going in, like lucky charms and stuff like that. Cause, you know, we see this in the movies, and finally we get to eat this. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going in, and obviously he knew that we're about to be playing in the Boo Williams tournament. So he's like. He's like to us like yo, what are you guys doing? He's like yo, we're just having breakfast. He's like yo, you're having all that milk. Good luck. And I'm like <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> I'm like what's this guy talking about type of thing, innit? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that. He's like that shit is gonna weigh down on you. I'm thinking okay, I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. I'm having this anyway. But understanding now the the effects that dairy has on a body and how long it actually stays in our body and you know how much intestines a a, a cow has and how much intestines um. That a human have is like it doesn't really add up. So, you know, I was a bit of a nerd, and just like indulged into the whole nutrition and why and who what and a lot of history as well. So with that anyway, it is it's made me a lot more lighter. So I don't have excess stuff that's weighing me down. Right. And I'm able to take in my nutrition and utilize it to its full potential. Right. And and it and it, it helps me a lot with my moods as well. Like. You know, you know the saying like you are what you eat, man. It's not just that uh, white and black, man. It, you know, when you're eating, you, you know, I believe when you're, an animals living a certain lifestyle, and then I'm in, then in taking that toxic food like meat, dead meat, like just flesh in it. It's, it's it's different. I just think of it like flesh and not meat. Yeah. And then I'm in taking that food in my system, and then you know my body's going overboard to try and digest this food, to try and get the the thing that I need, which is protein. If we're talking about meat, I'm like, why am I going to go and eat and eat the the cow or stuff like that? That's that's eating grass to go and get the protein when I can just go straight to the plant to get the full protein without all of that the sickness that comes with it.
0: Yeah, so essentially like so cut cutting out the middleman.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> go straight to that, the man. plug. Straight to the plug, man. Yeah. Some, some Frank Lucas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's what it does, man. And it, it, it's big. It's made me become lighter. So I'm able to, like, be strong and have less weight, excess weight with me. So in turn, you know, I can jump higher and have less stress on my joints. Right. So that's what I meant.
0: No, oh, that's sick, man. You know, you've, you've taught me something, man. Like, I think I'm going to, you know, go for, for the next few months, you know, at least experiment with, you know, cutting down the dairy... My sister, actually, she's been pescatarian, you know. She's noticed a lot of difference in her, like, body and stuff as well. And I'm always eager to, you know, understand people's experiences when they change their diets and, and stuff like that. So that's mad interesting, man. surprised what you
1: find
0: no no it's true man it's true even with history as
1: well man us as black people as well man yeah
0: yeah that's a hot topic of of discussion right now you know black people and our diets man that's (laughs) it's been seen a lot on the the timeline you know with with you know the high rates of covid-19 deaths um in our in our community you know they think they said on the BBC news it's like four times more likely to die of of covid um if you're black and I I agree I think it's attributed a lot to our diets you know we've got you know, you're Caribbean, I'm Nigerian. Um, and in our food, you know, we're, we're guilty of having a lot of salt, a lot of, you know, meat traditionally uh-huh. um, and stuff like that. I think I'm kind of fortunate. You know, my mum's diabetic, so she's always sort of taught us how to cook healthily and, like, not use sugar and too much salt and stuff like that. So I've kind of been in a fortunate mm. position. But it's like, you know, when you go out to eat, you know, Caribbean food or African food um, from a third party, you know, you don't essentially have that luxury, you know. It's usually drenched in oil, yeah. or salt, and sugar, and even our seasonings. Like, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, it's very true. Of course, you can survive and have a good life when you're eating meat and doing certain things that you do. But as yeah. you said, man, it's, it's all about a balance.
0: Exactly. Exactly. It's
1: all about that, man. Like, you're taking all of that now. How are you getting rid? How are you cleansing?
0: Yeah. You recently, you know, you've done a ad campaign with Boohoo Man and you've obviously you've collaborated with a few brands you know over the years um one of the one of the things i spoke about with um with one of my other guests uh, temi fagbenle um, was about personal brand and we both, we spoke about how you know athletes can use you know well, basketball players can you know use their position you know as pros and to you know reach out to brands and expand their personal brand and sort of create that, you know, connection between their fans, um, through brands and through, you know, things like platforms like this, you know, where people can really get to know the real them and sort of become invested in them as a as a person. And I think you're a you're a great case study, you know, for that. You know, you've obviously you've you know you've collaborated with brands over the years. You've got your YouTube with your girlfriend, um where, you know, you guys put out content quite regularly. Yeah
1: man, hey yo guys, if you haven't heard of us typing SJ's the Royal Couple man.
0: The royal oh, couple, yep. yeah, nah, we we plugging that man, we plugging that. Um, but yeah, just uh, just speak on that, you know, um, and your experience with working with brands and stuff.
1: Um, you know what? One thing that I find that it's, it's, it's funny that pe- like in terms of us basketballers, yeah, how many people, how many bas- UK basketballers do you know that do ad campaigns and stuff like that?
0: Not many, and that's I think that's saying. a problem. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. It is a problem, and it's funny because. Me, you know, over the years of me traveling around the world, um, I've, I've realized that one, London swag is a lot different to every single thing of the world and any anything else in the world. Yep. Two, being a UK basketballer is another swag. Exactly. That's necessarily not exposed as as well as it should be. No. So when I'm going to these brands and getting, a, I'm doing collabs and stuff like that. I'm always bringing something different. Mhm. And um, yeah, something different. So I feel like. all all these basketballers need to be um, going through and exploring that and what their niche is and what they can bring to the table because us us UK basketballers man we do yep and um, brands are always looking for new faces and stuff like that and um, and just know that you're a new face man and there's there's an avenue for you there's an angle for you to make money through this
0: yeah no I, I agree man I agree and I have some friends you know who work in marketing and stuff and it's like a lot of the time you know a lot of the time it's it's uh, whether it's athletes or if it's entertainers it's them approaching brands you know what i'm saying rather than not so much you know sometimes obviously if you're a big name um, or you're a notable figure you know a brand will approach you but sometimes it, it can be a case of you approaching a brand and saying listen i'm xyz i play for xyz you know you know i've got a following of x amount you know what i mean i think we could collaborate on something particularly like sports brands because like you said you know basketball is Basketball is the most saucy sport out there, you know. Thank you very much. It might not be the the big money sport that football is, but in terms of, like, you know, driving, like, it's impacting, like, pop culture, you know, Jordan's one of the most successful shoe brands in the world, you know what I mean? Everybody wears Nike, Adidas, you know what I mean? And, like you see you see the impact basketball has on on fashion and you know and, and all the shoes that not just you know the sports shoes but the also like you know the big designer shoes that are influenced by you know the jordan or the the converse or whatever and these are all basketball shoes you know what I mean? at the end of the day yeah so that and so it's true. that in itself you know it's it's a it's an opportunity you know for because one of the things i think with british basketball is i think british basketball lacks personality I think it's very bland. It's a, if, if British basketball was a was a dish, it would be, you know, mashed potato with salt and pepper. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> no, nah, but it's true. It's like, and there's so many dope people in the scene, you know what I mean? There's so many dope, you you and I both have grown up around basketball players, but we're the funniest people you'll ever meet in your life. Like
1: This is what I'm saying. Do you see
0: what man. I'm saying? And it's like, part of the reason why I did this podcast is because I want to sort of showcase, you know, some of the personalities we have in basketball and not just have like a, you know, a sit down with a, a media outlet and just be like, "eh, yeah, so tell me about nah, no, man." Like we're funny, man. Like you know what I mean. And there's there's some really great, there's some really great characters in the sport that people can become invested in. Do you see what I'm saying? And that's gonna in turn, when when you have a fan base by yourself, regardless of whatever you do, you know what I mean. You could do a competition here, a competition there. Like if people are invested in you, people are gonna, you know what I mean. Follow you. They're gonna follow your journey. They're gonna they're gonna you're essentially become an, an influencer in this in, to a degree. And with that comes money, man. Yeah, Yeah, man.
1: Exactly. Start making money for yourself, man.
0: Exactly. You know what I mean? And not just. You know what I mean? Look at LeBron. LeBron, if you ever needed an example of this, is LeBron. LeBron is the best player in in the world. You know, he's the best boss player in the world. Mm -hmm. Kawhi, Kawhi is probably, you know, second, maybe third. You know, Kawhi, Giannis. What LeBron makes from endorsements is. 50 times more than what they make and it's because people are invested in LeBron the guy you know what I mean not LeBron the yeah. as well as LeBron the basketball player you know what I mean they're invested in LeBron the yeah. the, the, the athlete the business if you want to know if you if you if you want to know uh, you know what I mean how this can equate to money just look at his Nike endorsement deal <laughs> it's more than is more than he makes from playing I tell you that Yeah, you got that right. And that's that's
1: that's so true, man. I like that I like the fact that you made that point because I remember growing up man in basketball man, like well I you know, in terms of now as well, is like I see a lot of people like going to states, coming back going, yo man, yo what's (laughs) up man? I'm like, yo, like what's going on? Yo, keep it a little MBO bro. Like that that sells, that's 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 you, like But but a lot of the time these hoopers think like they need to like be someone some, something else that's maybe they, they feel like that's the i know the hype but bro, yeah. i'm telling you this deal thing is the money bro yeah keep pushing it be yourselves and i'm telling you like everyone else is going to be on it just like our drew right now look at
0: them yeah no it's true music's a great example because you know it's like remember there was that time period where people were going to america you know trying to rap in american accents and like they were just like <laughs> i ain't trying to hear their shit but when it was authentic <laughs> you know what i mean that's when uk music started to blow up you know what i mean
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. My point proven, man. Uh what's next, next for uh, the Royal Guard?
1: What's next? So right now I've been working all year long, um, you know, where I can when I had time to basically um write up uh dunk program. I mean jump program.
2: Mm.
1: So yes guys, I've been getting a lot of DMs about, you know, hey how do I jump this, how do I do this, or oh, when you should you should release a jump program and stuff like that. Yes, I'm on the verge of making it. It's just this COVID-19 has slowed everything down because I'm not necessarily, I need to get some footage down. I'm not able to get it through this, you know, time period. But when this thing is over, um, I will be releasing my jump program um, soon enough. And another thing, um, yeah, I've just been working hard, a long and hard pause on my um, couples page so like I said before SJ The Royal Couple go search it up we've got some great content coming for you we've got some great content already out there and um, there's more brand deals man we've got a lot more collabs and stuff that happening that's in the pipelines um, out there man and obviously when this thing's over, we'll be hitting up a lot more contests and on, on, with that as well um, we've got me and LVC Dusha we've linked up and we're going to be putting on our own um, camp skills um, camp where it's going to be me giving you uh, you know one on one of how to jump and get bounce and you know what it takes to do the career that i do and also um we've got a lot of you know celebrity games coming up man um obviously it's all when this thing's over but this is there's a lot of things in the pipelines you know we've got celebrity games we've got um camps we've got a um um coach coming um um strength of auditioning coach skills coach what's the name phil handy yep um, coming down. I'm also one of the one of the coaches in that camp. I'll be um, doing the explosive trainers with you guys if you ever come to the camp out there. So if you haven't signed up, go sign up because that's a thing that's going to be epic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man.
0: That's sick, man. That's sick. Sounds like you got a busy next few months, man.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Okay, it's gonna be busy, man. Hopefully this thing just eases up so we can get cracking at full speed
0: yeah for real man but yeah man thanks for coming on um, oh man thank
1: you for having me man nah okay. of course
0: man listen listen man like I said man you know you're someone I've I've been I've sort of seen your journey from the start to to today and you know I wish you continued success my brother
1: thank you man go follow me follow me before. I am the royal god appreciate
0: you guys thank right. you. cheers man